All right, so we are now live. Ladies and gentlemen, this is your WWE Elimination Chamber 2020 review. My overall thoughts on what was WWE's final stop on the road to WrestleMania. By the way, happy International Women's Day to all the ladies out there. All the beautiful women out there enjoying this day. I hope all of you are having a wonderful Sunday, if anything. I know it was hard to sit through <laughs> what we just saw, that being the Chamber pay-per-view. If you are new to the channel, hit that subscribe button down below. Um, not gonna lie, okay, you say so. If you're new to the channel, hit that subscribe button down below. Give the podcast a big old like, share through social media. You can also check out Around the Point. Throughout all our other podcasting platforms that we're available on, Around the Point is available on platforms such as Apple Podcast. We're on Stitcher Radio. We are on uh, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcast, and as well over at Anchor and Spotify. So if you have those podcasting platforms, you can listen to Around the Point on the go. If you want it, that'd be so awesome. Now, again, if you have Apple Podcast, give us the five star review. It does help out the podcast in the long run. Now, before I go into the show, my thoughts on Chamber and everyone's uh, who are complaining, who are moaning, who are all that stuff. Because you know, people are on the internet right now. Are what can I say? This they're 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 feeling some type of way about the show, and I can understand. I'm not going to sit here and be like, hey, you know what, you're wrong for feeling that way. You know, uh, I got to get into the whole advertisement, you know, the whole sponsoring and shit like that. Because, again, we have to. Um, Around the Point is sponsored by our good people over at Anchor, Anchor Anchor.fm. Now, if you are a podcaster, if you're someone that wants to get into podcasting, right? And I got people always asking me, hey, yo, Steve, how do I, you know, go about starting my own podcast? Well, let me tell you guys, Anchor.fm is the way to go. If again, I'm not just saying that because oh my god, around the point is on anchor. I'm saying it because let's be real about it, okay? All the other podcasting platforms, right, will charge you monthly, like what, $25, 15 bucks, 30 bucks, whatever the fuck it may be. Anchor is free. That's right, it's free. You're not paying anything. F-R-E-E. It's like my dad used to say back in the day. If it's free, it's for me. There you go. Anchor. They have these creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. I can't tell you guys how many times I've had to edit around the point, literally on the go, on my phone, on my iPhone, what have you, on the road. It's so easy to use, even if you're one of those people that have you know, a, an Android device, galaxies, what have you. Anchor will help you distribute your podcast through all other podcasts podcasting platforms such as apple Podcasts, spotify and many more that they have you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place so go head over to anchor.fm or if you're on a smartphone if you're on if you're on an apple device go to the app store or if you are a android user the google play store and search up the anchor app we got merch. That's right, dorks. We got merch going into WrestleMania season four weeks away from now. I know a lot of you will be going to Tampa. And why not be swagged out in the Dork Mania t-shirt available over at our Teespring store. That's right. Links in the description box of the YouTube video. Head over there right now. Go cop the t-shirt. Dork Mania. And I know a lot of you, again, who will be in Tampa for the event, what have you, or if not, maybe, just maybe, you know, you're going to be at home with your friends, right, having the WrestleMania party, right, the chips, the dip, the beer, right, what have you, and be swagged out from at home, why the fuck not, and now, ladies and gentlemen, you can see me now, also, one more thing, I didn't mention this earlier, but also, Around the Point is available over at okfabe.com as well, so, Make sure you guys check out OK Fabes in the Random Wrestling Podcast live every single Sunday at 9 p.m. over at Fight TV. By the way, I'm drinking green tea, by the way. Yeah, 
Green tea is the way to go. Now listen, I'm going to keep it real with you guys, okay? This show, it started off okay. <laughs> to be real, it started off like, okay, awesome, fine. And then this show took a fucking nosedive. Yeah, the show took a fucking nosedive. At the at literally near the end. And then we saw what we saw. Try to fix this camera real quick. God damn it. There we go. There we go. All right. But I want to hear your thoughts. Guys, give me your thoughts in the comments below. Your thoughts on what was the limited chamber and all that stuff. I want to hear your thoughts, guys, in the chat. What have you. I'm reading the comment. Uh, Dead Panda writes here. I really enjoy the matches. The booking was meh for two weeks of booking they had after the session. That's the thing, too. To me, honestly, this is what happens when you try to rush a pay-per-view after doing a big show, literally, in Saudi Arabia. This is what you get. This is what happens. So, in a way, you know, again, it doesn't really feel like, to me, as WrestleMania season. Think about this, right? They have four weeks. WWE has four weeks to get you excited for WrestleMania. And let me ask this question right now. How many of you, right now, as we speak, as of right now, the date is March 8th, right? March 8th, 2020. Knowing that WrestleMania is in a couple weeks from now, how many of you actually feel excited for WrestleMania? How many of you right now, you know, oh my God, are saying to yourselves, holy crap, it's about to be WrestleMania season. I, I feel the WrestleMania spirit. I ask that question because I honestly don't. I honestly, genuinely don't. March 8, 2020. To be real with you guys, I'm checking off of the audio because I want to see how it's coming off in the playback. Okay. To me, honestly, if you really want to go back about the show, right? Just two matches. Everything else is whatever. Okay. But again, I welcome your thoughts and all that fun stuff. Um, be in the comments here again. I only watched the first three matches, then. How was the rest of the pay-per-view? The Saudi show really killed the main season vibe. Yeah, it kind of did too. It kind of did, but you know what though? They're not going to say no to sweet Saudi money. They're not going to say no. For a second there, I thought I had to sneeze, but I actually beat the sneeze, if you will. How many How many of us, literally, we think about it, how many of us ever had that happen to us? Where it's like, oh my God, I got a fucking sneeze, but we actually find a way to beat the fucking sneeze, all right? It is what it is. Anyway, uh, WWE should honestly keep the month of, month of March free just for mania booking. And you know what? I agree. Listen, if you really want to do a special show leading up to WrestleMania, and I said this a long time ago, why not bring back, I don't know, Saturday night's main event? You don't, I mean, you don't got to put on NBC. Grant, I know back in the day, Saturday night's main event used to be on NBC. They did bring it back in like 2006 or 7 for a bit. But if you really, again, you know, even if you have the network, why the fuck not? Bring it back. You know what I mean? In the month of March, give us one or two title matches. And there you go. As we lead up to WrestleMania, give everyone a false hope. But let's be real about it, okay? You know, the fact that the women main evented. It's simple. It's International Women's Day. It's it's Women's Month as well. So, of course, they're going to close the show. Of course, what we saw happen was predictable. It, literally, can you, the, the thought that Shayna Baszler would have lost in the chamber. Laughable. And I thought, holy crap, I thought Vince McMahon was soured on, on, on Shayna Baszler. Right? Isn't that what Dave Meltzer said? Isn't that what the melt said on, on, on social media? That all oh, reports been going out that Vince McMahon has soured on somebody, is apparently having second thoughts. That's what the reports were coming up this week. And hey, Shayna won. Shayna fucking won. We'll get into that and more. But again, guys, if you're new here, again, thank you all for tuning in. Uh, main event was the right outcome, just not entertaining to watch. Right booking, but they could have had much more to go on. I, and I agree with that, uh, Phantom. I agree with that. Remember Saturday Morning Slam? Oh, yeah, I do. I do as well. My nephew used to watch that shit back in the day. Also, guys, a little, little thing I want to say also. If you guys want to, it's completely optional. If you want to show some love to the podcast, all right? 
we have the Streamlabs enabled. Head over to streamlabs.com slash heelsteven and you can donate to the show. Completely optional, right? You'll have your message read on the air by some funny female voice and shit like that. Again, completely optional. Head over to streamlabs.com slash heelsteven and donate to the show if you choose. So let's get on to the card. Now, I did, I did watch the kickoff show, right? There was a kickoff show on the kickoff. Right on the pre-show, the fuck you want to call it? Yeah, the Viking Raiders beating up Hawkins and Ryder. Who gives a fuck about that? But it happened because fucking hell, you got to give us a match, right? And you think about this too. You know where is Drew in this shit? You know if you really want to get people excited for this, right? Why not have a segment with Drew and Brock? That's how much I could give a fuck about the kickoff match. That's how much I can give a fuck about Hawkins and Ryder. Even though early in the day, I did watch the FCW documentary on the WWE Network, and Kurt Hawkins was front and center in that documentary, I strongly recommend you guys give that a watch after you finish listening to the podcast. Hit over back on the network, watch that documentary. It's fucking amazing, okay? About FCW. But there was that, okay? But again, you know, you link up to WrestleMania, why not have Drew on the show? Give an improv to match. I don't fucking know. To get people invested in the guy, excited, if you will. They showed highlights of what happened on Raw, but there was that. Um, we kick off the the, the match. How, how, how are you, brother? How are you, legendary Howard? How you doing? Um, we kick off the show with Daniel Bryan versus Drew Gulak. This was probably the best thing on the show. If you want me to be honest with you guys. Everything about this was just fucking amazing, okay? Um... They said on commentary that, that Gulak, right, for a long time, for a long time, uh, before coming to WWE, he looked up to Daniel Bryan. He looked up to him, all right? And again, this was a very good technical match back and forth, something you would have seen, in, I don't know, on the independent circuit. I'm not really sure that they wrestled on the indies, to be honest. No, obviously they didn't because Bryan did, a comp, did an interview after the match, where he talked about how he watched Gulak on the Indies, but always wanted to wrestle him, right? He put him over, basically. Uh, and again, just a good way to start off the, the match. Very good technical. They were countering each other's submission moves. Yes, there was that moment in the match where Gulak does a German suplex on a Brian in a very crazy way, and Brandon, Brian lands on the back of his head. And you really wonder, oh my God, please don't be hurt. Right, and all people are saying, "Oh, it's stupid for Brian to do that." This and that. I get it. I understand. And I'll say this too. I said this on Twitter, and I'll say here again. It's amazing that Brian, right, Daniel Bryan, has the special ability about him where he can grab any guy on the roster, whether they're high on the card or hell. In this situation, someone, when you think about it, right, Drew Gulak is on the bottom of the card, right? The bottom of the totem pole in WWE, right? And you think about it, Drew Gulak doesn't deserve to be in the ring with Daniel Bryan, right? Because where he's in the card, right? But Bryan has the ability to take someone like that and make them look like a million bucks. He did. Literally here, Drew Gulak had the best match of his WWE run. Hands fucking down. This was fucking amazing. And again, just Gulak is giving it to Brian. Every single offensive move that he could give Brian, he hit him with. There's a moment in the match where Gulak and Brian are on the top turnbuckle, and they go for a reverse suplex, and then Gulak tries to get into the Gulak, but it gets countered to the little bell lock, right? And Drew Gulak doesn't tap out; he passes out, completely passes out, right? He's out of it. And not till the match ends. He didn't tap out. He passed out. So it makes you, again, there's that, right? Oh, he didn't lose even though it was in his hometown in Philadelphia because they're in Philadelphia. They're in Smart Town, USA. Even though I'm going to say this right now, Philly, the crowd sucked. That crowd was terrible throughout the show. Throughout the fucking, that's how much they gave a shit about this when you think about it, too. And there was that. And I said earlier, you know, Brian did an interview on WWE.com praising Drew Gulak, 
how he's this amazing wrestler, how, you know, hey, you know, he did say that there's holes in Brian's game since the match already happened. Maybe now Gula can help him. And I said this on Twitter, and I want to hear you guys' thoughts on this, all right? I'm going to say here again. What if, you know, just throwing it out there, imagine Daniel Bryan and Drew Gulak as a tag team. Let's be real about it. Why the fuck not? I mean, it's not like Bryan isn't doing anything big at WrestleMania. I mean, if you want to do the rematch of Bryan and Gulak at WrestleMania, why the fuck not? It gives Gulak the opportunity to perform on the grand stage, on the main card, because there's no way in fuck you're putting Daniel Bryan on the kickoff show of WrestleMania. This isn't WrestleMania 27 all over again, okay? It's not. So there's that, okay? Or if not, the idea of them being a tag team. Guys, give me your thoughts on that. Give me your thoughts, your idea, the idea of seeing Drew Gulak and Bryan as a tag team down the road, okay? We then, from there, we go to Andrade Cien Almas, or Andrade, versus Humberto Carrillo for the U.S. title. And listen, these two guys, let's be real about it. When they go out there, they mesh very well. It's like you know from the back of your mind these guys can go out there and probably go for an hour, right? There's no flaws in these guys' chemistry. But let's be real about it. This felt like a television match. But even though, again, that being said, they went out there, they delivered, they had a, they had a fun little match, even though it felt like a television match, Right? There's a moment in the match where Andrade grabs the mat on the outside, tries to expose it like he did a couple of weeks, like a couple of months ago, like, like a month ago, where Humberto Carrillo laid out Andrade, right? And Andrade does a tope suicida. They're countering each other's uh, roll-up. Eventually, Andrade gets the momentum, holds the tights, and retains the U.S. title, as it should have been. So Humberto takes another L. Hopefully, again, as good as these guys can go, as good as these guys can go, I just hope it's the end. I hope, honest to God, this is it. They move on. It's over with. My question now is, what does Andrade do at WrestleMania? That's my question. Chime in your thoughts on that as well. I want to hear your thoughts and all that fun stuff. I'm reading the chat here as well. Uh, Big Mike, woo! Brian has been out of the tag division for eight years. I'd say uh, let them team. Thank you, David Panda. I appreciate you on that. Facts. So there's that as well, guys. Again, the idea of them being a tag team, why the fuck not? Why the fuck not? Okay. After this, we get, let's see here. Have night. I, I took notes, by the way, for this shit. I took fucking notes, okay? We have the SmackDown tag team title elimination chamber match. You have... The Miz and Morrison defending their tag titles versus the Usos versus the New Day versus Heavy Machinery versus the Lucha House Party. Where the fuck have they been this whole fucking time, right? And, of course, the team of Bobby Roode and, and Dolph Ziggler who entered the chamber last since they won that gauntlet match on SmackDown. And I'll be real about it, okay? The crowd for this sucked. There's moments here that I thought were cool to see. Don't get me the fuck wrong. But I just felt like this was honestly an uneventful chamber match. Both chamber matches were uneventful as shit. Okay? It makes me honestly no longer want to see the fucking chamber match anymore. I don't want to see it. Keep this in mind. I was there in 2002 for the very first elimination chamber match at Survivor Series. My dad took me to the garden. Oh, how the mighty's fallen. Seriously. So... Of course, the Usos and the New Day start the match off. Of course they, why would they not, right? Think about it. It made sense these two guys start off the whole thing, right? Again, they did their thing. These two guys, again, just have, these two teams have this amazing chemistry. We all know this already, okay? The third team was the Lucha House Party. And around the bat, they start botching. How am I not surprised, right? Um... And again, they start botching. They got some moments here and there, but still, ugh. Uh, after this, the fourth team that came out was Miz and Morrison, and somewhere in this match, right, you see Lince Dorado, like, he he goes for, like, a, a dive to the outside, and he's supposed to grab, like, the, 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 the chain in the chamber, right, 
he grabs onto it, but he he slipped like his hand slip, and you see his legs just get stuck there. You thought for a second that oh he broke his legs, you literally thought he broke his leg, right? Um, there's then after this moment where he's climbing the fucking he's climbing the the fucking pod, right? Heavy machinery came out, and there's a moment where Lindsay he's climbing the the pod, right? And they keep staring at him. Like, you, you, like they don't put it on camera, but you see Otis just staring at him, right? And people think, I guess there's a spot coming up, right? And I kind of knew where they're going to go with this shit, right? We've seen this before, where they're climbing on top of the ceiling of the chamber, right? You see Lindsay Dorado just hanging on for dear fucking life, right? And he does a shooting star press from the top of the fucking ceiling onto the people, Right, and there was that. There was that. Got a good moment. Holy shit, what have you? Right, and with that, right, um, fucking Tucker, uh, from the top of the pod, right, did a, did a fucking somersault. But all that being said, right, the Lucha House part with the first thing to be eliminated. I mentioned earlier that Tucker Tucky did a fucking somersault from the top of the pod. Otis ran, runs Dolph right. There's a moment, obviously, the, the big moment everyone lost his shit for, right? There's a moment where Dolph Ziggler, right? Again, there's a story there with Ziggler and, and Otis for Mandy and shit like that, right? And Otis is going to tackle Dolph through the pods. And he misses. Dolph is, out of, Dolph is out of the way. So Otis goes through the pod into the other wall and gets out of the chamber. He hits the floor on the outside. Good visual. Tucky's by himself. He gets eliminated. Gets eliminated by by Bobby Roode. Robert Roode for the fucking um, Glory DDT. Now, people were chanting for Otis for what, for what happened, this and that. I say this. I think now we started seeing the planting of the seeds, right? That between Tucker and I literally thought for a second that I thought, you know what? It's tonight that Tucker turns on Otis, right? And you find out that it was Tucky. Who fucking sent the text message this whole fucking time? You know they're gonna do that. You already know. But that's what I thought, right? Maybe on Friday we start seeing it, right? He's angry because of Otis' stupidity, because his, his fucking you know his, his desire for Mandy. They're not tag team champions, right? So we're down to the Usos, the New Day, and Miz and Morrison. Kofi Kingston does a uh, goes for a splash from the top of the pod and misses, which caused Miz and Morrison to both eliminate Kofi Kingston just like last year. So we're down to the Usos and Miz and Morrison. They're going at it back and forth, super kicks, what have you. Uh, but eventually, Miz and Morrison do a double team pin combination with the help of the ropes, of course, to retain their tag team title. So the Miz and Morrison retain, like I expected. Like I expect. Me in the comments here, they should end the chamber match after this year. I agree, Big Mike. Totally. I don't see what's the point of it anymore. But there was that. There was that. Right? Miz and Morrison retain. Yay, yay. Woo, woo. Whatever the fuck, whatever the fuck is their chant. Right? Happy for them. I really, really am. Really happy for them. Okay? Really, really happy for those guys. Um, we then go from that to what I thought, honestly, unpopular opinion was, I thought, the bleeding shits of the night. AJ Styles versus Aleister Black. Now listen, okay? I'm going to be honest with you guys. Yes, I get it. This match on paper should be a fucking dream match for a lot of you dorks. This should be that match you just want to see for a long time, right? Oh, this is a, a dream match, right? A promoter's dream match, if you will, right? Imagine if Black just came to NXT Facing AJ Styles, that, that, that's the kind of vibe, right? I honestly felt that this match did not need to be a no disqualification match. Yes, Anderson and Gallus were there. They were at ringside. They got involved in certain moments, right? I just feel like, honestly, this should not have been a stipulation match. It should have been a regular match, okay? They barely use any weapons here. There's a candlestick, a fucking uh, a chair, Right? And stuff like that, okay? All this, 
just to have the Undertaker come out because there was a three on one. Taker comes out, they light, the lights go dark, the gong, they go back on. It's Taker, he choke slams literally the OC and then Styles again. The lights go back dark, and then the next thing you know, Aleister Black pins AJ Styles. So he literally needed the help of The Undertaker to beat AJ Styles, which is fine. No problem. But I just feel like this was a waste of fucking time, in my humble opinion. Granted, I get it. You gotta help. You gotta hype a match for WrestleMania. A part of me wants to believe that it's gonna be a three-on-two handicap match. I hope that's it because you know, for all this shit, at least give Black that. Why the fuck not? But again, guys, give me your thoughts on that. I really want to hear your thoughts. Uh, <laughs> the main event was boring. ATL Lakers, Lakers. I agree. It really, really was fucking boring. I, I agree. Okay. We then go from there to the Raw Tag Team Title Match. AOP was at ringside. Yeah, by the way, yeah, the Raw Tag Team Title, the Raw Tag Team Title Match, right? The Street Profits versus the Monday Night Messiah, Seth Rollins, and the Disciple Murphy, Buddy Murphy. AOP was at ringside, accompanying the Monday Night Messiah and Buddy Murphy, right? To have the Viking Raiders come out, who were in the match on the kickoff show, and they took out AOP. The match, like, I hear the thing about it, too, just felt very meh. I hear the thing about it, too, right? They had a match on Monday, right? And my thing is this, okay? This is my whole, this is my take on this whole shit, too. Why not have the match today? Why have the match Monday where they, where the fucking Street Profits won the belt? Why not? Why could they not won it today? Instead of last Monday. I get it. You want to do a rematch. Fine. But honestly. It would have been much better. If they would have won it here. Than they did in, in Brooklyn. Right. Kevin Owens comes out. Through the crowd. Eating popcorn. Because why the fuck would he not. Right. He. Goes over the barricade. Rollins sees him. He throws popcorn at Rollins. And then I want to say. It was. Um, uh, fucking. Angelo Dawkins who pounces Rollins into the barricade, leaving Murphy alone, because why the fuck would you? Why the fuck would he not be alone, right? To get double-teamed and then pinned. So the Street Profits retain the Raw Tag Team, Raw Tag Team titles. Again, this match, honestly, felt like a giant waste of time. My thing is now, you know, do you really want to see, honestly, do you really want to see, and I ask this question again, I'm asking, do you really want to see Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens at WrestleMania. I know I don't. I I honestly do not want to see that match. I don't. Honest to God, I don't. But we shall see. God help us. God fucking help us. From there, we go to the co-main event. Yeah. A handicap match for the Intercontinental Championship. Sami Zayn, Cesaro, and Shinsuke Nakamura... Versus Braun Strowman, who was defending the Intercontinental Championship. Listen, 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 listen here, you dorks. Okay? What I thought was funny in this whole thing. Before the match even took place, right? Uh, Zayn, Zaro, and, and Nakamura, they're at, they're in Gorilla, right? He, they're being interviewed, and Zayn's like, you know what? He's the one that's going to fight Braun Strowman. He wants Cesaro and Shinsuke to sit on the apron, don't do anything, right? It's gonna be it's gonna be Sammy's hand and Braun Strowman's this whole thing, right? You need to think about it too. I saw the thing on Twitter a couple of days ago, and it's like this whole thing where how if if the Sammy Zayn from like 2014, 2015, 16, like basically the NXT Sammy Zayn that we all saw, we all loved, right? Who at one time was the face of NXT, right? If that Sami Zayn were to see the Sami Zayn of today, what the fuck would that Sami Zayn be think, would have, would have, would think, right? Basically, right? And I can only imagine, like, wow, when you think about it, right? How the mighty's fallen, right? Like, this is like a terrible representation of Sami Zayn in today's main roster, right? 
and the match happened. So, and of course, at the beginning of the match, Zayn doesn't want to tag. Again, he's on the apron. Cesaro and Shinsuke are working on Braun. Whatever Braun is on the ground or, or he's on the mat, Zayn tags in, gets his punches in, whatever. Um, and again, this is a three-on-one handicap match, three-on-one, right? And what do you expect to happen? What do you, what do you expect, right? Did you really think that Braun Strowman was going to retain his title here? No, right? But again, Strowman consistently, consistently was trying to get his hand on Sami Zayn. But eventually, Strowman hits the hits the, the fucking steel post, which Shinsuke Nakamura does the Kinshasa or the Bamaye, and then they do that double team where both Cesaro and Nakamura they have they have Strowman up for the suplex where Zayn does a haluva kick for the one two three. And it's funny because when the whole ha- when the whole thing happened, Nakamura and Cesaro leave the ring. And Zayn pins Braun Strowman for the one, two, three. So Sami Zayn gets his first singles title in the main roster. It took the fucker literally, when you think about it, four years. And he's now a singles champion in the main roster. Holy shit. Who would have thought, right? Who the fuck would have thought? Kind of weird Strowman didn't keep the belt. I agree. But I think what's going to happen is at WrestleMania, Braun finally gets his hands on Sami Zayn. So that's probably the reason behind the whole thing. Okay. Now we get to the main event. I'll tell you guys what. After this, I will answer some questions. If you want to drop in your questions down below, drop them. Drop your questions. I really want to hear what you guys got to say and all that fun stuff. Honestly, if I had the phone lines open, I would take I would take live calls. But I don't have that available right now. Um, I will talk about, you know what, after this, I will talk a little bit about Last night's UFC 248, the co-main event and main event for a little bit, okay? Just keep that in mind as well. Because, after all, this is around the point, right? I'm just saying. After all, it is around the point. So, we get the main event. The women's elimination chamber match. The winner would face Becky Lynch at WrestleMania for the Raw Women's title. Shayna Baszler versus Natalia versus Ruby Riot versus Liv Morgan versus uh, fucking Sarah Logan and Asuka. Before the match, Natalia did this whole promo how she again I feel bad for for Beth Phoenix for Orton did and how that how Edge and, and Beth are family and now you're gonna see this serious side of Natty her legacy and all that shit right. The fact that Sarah Logan and Natalia main evented a fucking WWE pay-per-view. Let that shit fucking sink in, mother flower. Let that shit marinate for a bit. Has it sunk in? Holy crap. That's what we saw tonight. Metal School, how you doing, brother? How you doing, man? How's everybody doing today, by the way? Uh, dear Dead Panda, if Strowman would have won, I was, I was turning off the show there. They would have been the work decision of the night. Hey, he might win at WrestleMania. Just saying that right now. But back to what I'm saying, though. The fact that Natty and Sarah Logan made invented a pay-per-view. And I get it. You know what? There's many things why this would have to happen, right? Oh, it's International Women's International Women's Day. So, of course, the women had a main event. It's, it's also Women's Month. So, all that got to kick in, right? And I'm pretty sure, you know what, down the road on a network special, right, they'll come back to this. Oh, how the women may have vented a chamber match and shit like that. I guarantee it. The match starts with Ruby Riot and Natty. Natalia on the outside locks a sharpshooter on Ruby Riot on the outside of the ring, which gets countered. And Natty goes literally the back of her head first into the chamber pod. The crowd, again, just sucks for this whole thing. And there's a moment where they're chanting CM Punk. I get it. It's Philly, but come on. Even Philly, a crowd that I expect to be, you know, rabid and vicious, right? For years, that's been the reputation of a Philly crowd. And they just sucked. Completely sucked. And then, again, they're chanting CM Punk and all that shit. And then we get the third and the, then we get the entrant, right? We get Sarah Logan. Logan comes out, throws knees at fucking Natty, and they're brawling. She's brawling with, with Ruby Riot. They're on top of a pod, whatever. And there's Sarah just jumping all over the fucking place, right? 
And then we get the then we get the fourth entrant, right? You know, the fourth entrant. We get Shayna fucking Baszler. And Shayna Baszler, just like that, eliminates Ruby Riot and Sarah Logan with the Kurofuda clutch. And then she starts beating the hell out of Natty with the chamber door. And then eventually locks in the choke. Natty taps out. Natty passed out, I want to say. So, throughout this time, right? Again, Shayna cleared house. You still have Liv, you still have Asuka in their chamber pods, right? So, again, Shayna just sitting, just standing there the whole fucking time. Meanwhile, you have Becky who's watching on a monitor in her locker room. How fitting, right? How fitting. How fitting, right? But this whole time that's happening. And again, there's so much dead time until the next pot opened, right? So much fucking death. This was honestly the worst chamber match I've ever fucking seen. This should no longer be a fucking chamber match period. That's how bad this shit was. And then eventually, Liv Morgan comes out. And it, it, and it really hit me like, oh, the idea that Liv Morgan, can you imagine how terrible it would have been if Liv Morgan would eliminate Shayna Baszler? Because again, in the back of your mind, it can happen, right? In the back of your fucking mind, the idea that, oh, apparently Vince is soured on, on Shayna Baszler, right? They're the swerve, bro. They're the fucking swerve. And no, did not happen at all. Did not fucking happen. Just Shayna Baszler just ragdolling, just fucking ragdolling Liv Morgan. And it's funny because also you see Asuka and Shayna just arguing back and forth, right? And you see, like I said, you see Shayna locking in the Kirifuda clutch on Liv Morgan in front of Asuka. And yeah, Liv passed out. And then the battle, the real battle commenced, right? Honestly, WWE could have done us all a fucking favor and just had Asuka versus Shayna one-on-one. And the winner of that would have faced Becky at WrestleMania. I get it. It's a chamber pay-per-view. But honestly, no. Nah, bruh. You could have done it the whole fucking time. And here they go. They're going at it, right? Finally, right? They're going at it. Oscar locks in the Oscar lock. They're countering. They're rolling, they're rolling around and shit. Keep this in mind. Oscar does have a fucked up arm. Keep that in mind, too. And eventually, uh, Shayna works on Oscar's fucked up arm. They also mentioned that, yeah, Shayna is a former MMA fighter. She fought in the UFC. She fought Betch Kahara, who people don't even fucking remember anymore. And she's fought uh, the champ champ of Amanda Nunes. And all this eventually just leads to Shayna locking in the Kirifuda clutch on Asuka. And Asuka is out of it. So basically, Shayna Baszler did a clean sweep. She sweeped out the entire people in that chamber match. And you know what? I know a lot of people that are bitching. A lot of people that are upset about this shit. But you know what? It's the way it had to be. It's the way it had to be. Now, what I would have done is have Becky come out. To confront Shayna after the match. They just closed the show and that was it. But again, I know the people that are upset. The internet's losing their fucking mind. It is bullshit. I'm hearing this whole thing that Shayna's being is old as shit. And uh, you know, all this cross MMA crossover is bullshit. Fuck that. Fuck that right now. Cause you're real about it. Ask yourself this question right now, ladies and gentlemen. Do you really, is there really a demand to see Becky Lynch, the Raw Women's Champion, versus fucking Ruby Riot at WrestleMania? <laughs> yeah, okay, bruh. Fuck that. Do you really, are, are you really dying to see uh, fucking Becky versus Natalia? Yeah, okay, bruh. Fuck that shit, homie. Do you really want to see, I'm just saying, fucking. Becky versus I don't live Morgan. Just the idea of that. Yeah. Okay, bruh. Fuck that shit. Made sense. The right person won in the right way. The right fucking. I guarantee you, if this was Brock in the chamber match with dudes, the same shit would have happened. Mark my words. Mark my fucking words. Just saying. 
I don't see the hype about Baszler too one-dimensional. That's the point, though. She's not a rush. She's a fighter. That's the point of Shayna Baszler, right? Both of the main, both both of the main roster main events that Shayna had were were for whack. And you know what? That's the point, though, and I agree. It's too obvious. I figured it would happen. I'd rather watch paint dry. It's fine. But at the end of the day, you knew the route they're gonna go. They told you that the moment Shayna came out and she bit Becky in the back of the neck. That's when they told you, yep, this is the path for WrestleMania. Essentially, this chamber match was a fucking waste of time. A complete waste of time. This pay-per-view was a waste of fucking time. And if you're one of these dorks, I swear to God, that says, oh, this show was great. This show was awesome. This show was tremendous. Do me a fucking favor, bruh. Do me a fucking favor. Step, stop what you're doing. Stop what the fuck you're doing. All right. After you, after you finish listening to the podcast, okay. Open your, go out, leave your room, leave your room, go out your front door, go for a walk, get some fresh air. Seriously, just do me that fucking favor. This again was a waste of fucking time, and this is again I said this earlier. This is what happens. When you do a Saudi show on the road to WrestleMania, and then, oh, we got to hype up another pay-per-view for WrestleMania. And I, asked, I noticed people said it in the chat earlier, I wish March was a free month, yo, for real. Think about it, yo. We as fans have been just drowned in too much wrestling. Think about it, right? We've been drowned in just way too much wrestling. Think about it. Two weeks ago, it was Sweet Saudi Money, Super Showdown in Saudi Arabia, right? The week after that, <laughs> the week after that, last, yeah, it was the last week, yeah, last week, it was Revolution, AEW. And here we are, holy crap, today, Sunday, fucking <laughs> Elimination Chamber. Holy crap. It's insane. It's fucking insane. And tomorrow's Monday Night Raw and all that shit. Uh, I'm reading the comments here. Too many, exactly, too many pay-per-views, ATL Lakers. Uh, oversaturation pretty much. I would have rather have a men's chamber match, even if Roman was winning. Exactly. Listen, WWE shot themselves in the foot when they went out there and they went on SmackDown. Goldberg went to SmackDown with the belt. And it said, who's next? And Roman came out. You could have done a chamber match. Granted, we could have seen again Roman and fucking Baron Corbin again in the match. But fuck it. You knew Roman was winning. But there's that. Guys, if you have questions, again, drop your drop your, drop your your questions in the chat. And I'll answer them to the best of my abilities, okay? Do a little mini Q&A. But what I'll also do is talk about the two fights from UFC 248 uh, last night. Um... A tale of two tapes. I mean, think about it. a tale of two fights, if you will. One fight was amazing, classic. The other fight was just the bleeding shits. Start off with Joanna Yonjanchik versus uh, Willie Zhang. Willie Yang, yeah. Uh, for the UFC Strawweight Champion. That fight was fucking amazing. That fight was just classic. Just two women going out there, back and forth, just beating the hell out of each other, right? And I did say that as much as I want to see Johanna win, a part of me said that, nope, it's not happening. Willie Yang is going to give her trouble, and she did. Um, it's crazy, too, just the back, just the pace of these two women. Even in like the later rounds when Johanna had that hematoma and his whole face just got disfigured, looked like a fucking Martian at the end of the fight, she still kept going, still kept fighting. And so did Willie Yang. For as much as, again, for all the, the shit that we saw. This is fucking amazing. And then we get the, get the results. And Willie, Willie Yang is still the UFC Women's Strawweight Champion. My thing is now, who does she fight next? It's a good question. But overall, again, an amazing fight. I guarantee there'll be a rematch down the road. Down the fucking road. And then we get the main event. Yoel Romero versus Israel Adesanya for the middleweight title. That fight sucked. That fight was the worst title fight in the history of the UFC for a pay-per-view. Hands fucking down. 
Israel, like, Joel Romero just stood there with his hands like this, doing this shit, right? He threw punches here and there. Like, you think about it, right? On paper, Joel should have won. Joel Romero should have won on paper. But it didn't happen. And then the goal of him to go on commentary, to go on after that, oh, you know, he was there to fight, this and that. Bro, he didn't fight anything, bro. Yeah, he threw some punches here and there, but still, you should have put, you should have put the pressure on him. He didn't even do that. I want to believe that there's somewhere out there, and Albu- the whole thing was happening, right? Somewhere in Albuquerque, John Jones is laughing his ass off. I want to believe that too. I want to believe that. Okay. Yeah, the Uriel Romero fight was whack. Um, what up, Jurgen? How you doing? What up? And I'm happy that Shayna won, and Becky is going to lose at Russell. And, I, and that's the thing about it too. I guarantee you now. I guarantee you now. Uh, they're gonna probably do this whole. They're gonna probably start mentioning Ronda, how Shane is gonna try to avenge Ronda Rousey. I think now that's when we see it, right? Uh, but back to the whole Euro Romero thing in Israel Adesanya. Like, yo, again, everything about that fight was just terrible. And you know what? It's it, not even Izzy's fault. It's not even his fault either. Just he had a bad opponent, and again, it's a guy that he wanted to fight. It's like, yo, this whole time, right? Everyone that you hear, right? Oh. They'll fight anyone in the middle of the division except Yoel Romero. Because he's he's in his 40s, but he's still moving like he's in his 20s and shit. He's a special specimen, right? But he didn't feel that way, though, in this fight. He just looked like anyone could beat him almost. So now, now uh, Paulo Costa's next. That should be a fun fight. I did watch the Khabib and Tony Ferguson press conference because they're fighting next month. That shit was funny. Uh, Tony Ferguson literally mind fucked Khabib. I'll say that right now, but we'll see what, how that goes down too. Again, guys, if you have questions for me, drop your questions in the chat, and I'll answer them to the best of my ability. Again, guys, if you are new to the channel, if you are new to the YouTube channel, hit that subscribe button down below. Give the video a big old thumbs up. Share it through social media. Around the Point is available on all podcasting platforms that you see. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn Radio. We're on Google Podcasts, also over at Anchor. And we're available over at OKFabe.com. I want to thank Connor for allowing my show to be on his, on his website, OKFabe.com. You guys can check out the OKFabe OK show live every single Sunday over at Fight.tv. I know last week he interviewed Chris Van Vliet, who I think is the best interviewer in the IWC, and I'm so proud of Connor for that. He's killing it with with the with the Random Wrestling Podcast, just killing it. Again, guys, go show him some love. Um, I do have a Facebook page, the Heel Steven Facebook page. Links in the description box below. Uh, give us a like there as well. If you're an Apple Podcast, give us also the. The five-star rating and a review. It does help out the show in the long run. Um, Romero literally stood there and I practically and, and practically did nothing. White said he ain't getting another title shot. And I don't blame him. Yeah, I don't blame him either. Total letdown. Total fucking letdown. Um, That's a thing too. That's a thing. And I look forward now to Raw. Edge will be tomorrow on Monday Night Raw. Take a front Randy Orton. Think about it. It doesn't really feel like WrestleMania season. It does not at all. That kind of sucks. That kind of sucks. In case you guys don't know, I will be live in attendance at the Prudential Center. That's right. The Rock. The best arena in the country. That's right. The best arena in the country. The Prudential Center. Not the Staples Center. Not not the Barclays Center. Not MSG. Just kidding. MSG's the exception, okay? Uh, not TD Garden. Not uh, the Joe Louis Arena or the Nassau Coliseum or American Airlines Center or American Airlines Arena or not the, the Forum. The best arena of the country, the Prudential Center. I'll be there March 25th for AEW Dynamite, Blood and Guts. I'll be there for that event. And if you're going to be there, if you see me, Say what's up. Say what's up. Why the fuck not? I'll be there. Myself and DJ Eric will be there to watch the War Games match and all that fun stuff. 
Um, I'm trying to get some wrestling shows in. Like I know there's like an indie show also happening here in my area for Wrestle Pro. I'm trying to go that. I'm trying to go to that show as well. Wrestle Pro. They're doing a show. I think also in March, hosted by Orange Cassidy called Whatever. So there's that as well. Um, I do plan to go to SummerSlam this year in August in Boston. I wonder, right? If I enter the TD Garden through the employee entrance, will they, will they give me trouble? If I, I mean, I'll be rocking a, I'll, be, I'll, I will literally wear a Boston Celtics jersey. Will they give me trouble? Just saying. I know at Prudential they won't. If I enter, the, if I enter through the employee entrance, they will not give me trouble. I'm just kidding. I'm just fucking kidding. But I do plan to go to SummerSlam, um, and all that fun stuff. So there's that. Um. So yeah, guys, it's gonna basically wrap it up. Thank you all for tuning in. If you are new to the channel, hit that subscribe button. All right. Again, uh, around the point is literally everywhere. Like I said, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher Radio, Google Podcasts, Anchor. Follow me on Twitter at HeelSteven. All right. Around the point, also available on the OKFabe.com website. All right. I thank all of you again for tuning in. You guys are fucking awesome as always. And yeah, again, we do have the merch, the Dork Mania t-shirt available at Teespring. Links in the description box below. Go cop the shirt. Go cop that merch this WrestleMania season. If you are going to be in Tampa for WrestleMania, I know a lot of you are going to be going to, again, all the WWE events, Raw, SmackDown, NXT TakeOver, the Hall of Fame, WrestleMania, doing the indie stuff too, Ring of Honor. GCW, the GCW Collective, all right, if you're going to be in Tampa for all those shows, WrestleCon, etc., why not be swagged out in the Dork Mania t-shirt, you have all sizes, ship all over the world, or if not, hey, you know what, you'll be at home for WrestleMania with your friends, having a WrestleMania viewing party with the wings, uh, the fucking sliders, the pulled pork, the beer, uh, the quesadillas, what have you, the chips, the dip, why not be swagged out in the Dork Mini t-shirt, right? want to thank Double Z TV for the design of the shirt. He's responsible for the Dork Mini logo that you see. And also, again, head over to Teespring. Go cop the merch. And that's all I'm going to say here, guys. This has been another installment of Around the Point. This has been the Elimination, this has been the Elimination Chamber 2020 review. Thank you all for tuning in. But more importantly, guys, dorks and mother flowers, this has been Around the Point. I'll see you guys on the next installment of ATP.